Hello everyone, welcome back to the Spectacular Spider Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Hollingsworth, and apologies for the inconsistency again. And it's just because this past, these past few weeks have been a little bit busy. Um, but that's mainly just I'm sure it's going to get busier because I've started my first season of cross country, and so I'm sure the inconsistencies will probably start to grow a little bit. I mean, I'm sure I'll be able to. I'm sure I might have to move the uploading schedule to Saturdays potentially. It's just you'll from this point on, it'll be either Fridays or Saturdays. I can't exactly promise which one, but I can say that yeah, at least that from now on, this point forward, at least until the cross country season is over, at least these these episodes will be will be dropping hopefully Fridays and Saturdays. Well, Fridays or Saturdays. I don't know which one. It just depends on whatever whichever whichever one I feel like actually recording this for, but. I'll do my best if, to try and to try and stick to it the best I can, but this might be a little difficult, but I'll do my best. So anyway, that out of the way, let's get back into it. So we last left off with reviewing the infamous Amazing Spider-Man 2, and now before moving into the Tom Holland franchise and the Venom movies, which yippee, um, I will say that before that, we want to go into what exactly to, as you can tell by the title of this video, what happened to the Amazing Spider-Man franchise and why Sony shouldn't make promises that they can't keep. That's not in the title, but I was just saying that for the fun of it. So, basically what happened was that when they were when Sony decided to make this reboot with the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films, they had intentions to do what Marvel was doing at the time where they were building out a cinematic universe where basically the idea of like all the what Marvel was doing was the idea of like all these movies take place in one single continuity, it's like not like so, not like how it was in the old days where these there were super, super solo movies where they don't tie into each other. As I said, what Marvel was doing was a really risky move at the time. They were doing it where all these stories take place in one sing- singular universe, and it was a big risk, but it ultimately paid off with the first Avengers movie in 2012. And Sony saw that and thought that Spider-Man was a big enough character to where they can try to replicate that success and do their own cinematic universe with the Webhead himself. Which, I mean, I do think I do think that that can work. If it's in the right hands, I think it can work. Spider-Man is definitely has over 900 related characters. At least that's what Sony has. They have Spider-Man and they have over 900 Marvel characters. Spider-Man included in that. So... Spider-Man definitely has enough characters in his in his mythology to where you can do a cinematic universe for Spider-Man. It just depends on whether it's more of not it's more of whether or not you should do it because as much as I love seeing Spider-Man in as what seeing out with all the, all the other Marvel characters, especially like the Avengers and the X-Men, I do think that Spider-Man can work in his own singular universe where he's the only superhero. And then you take away all the other Marvel characters, I do think that Spider-Man can work in his own singular universe but that's what Sony was basically what i'm saying is like sony was trying to do that for their for their spider-man making they're gonna do a full smack universe centered around the andrew garfield spider-man but it, like i said they, i think that that can work if it's in the right hands sony has no capability of doing this as shown by morbius especially which i'll maybe talk about although i know i said in a previous episode i won't be reviewing that although i'm debating although i'm reconsidering i'll leave it at that i'm reconsidering reviewing morbius but maybe i'll just reveal it just to see how bad it is but i digress Basically, Sony is not capable of doing a Spider-Man universe. They don't know how it works. So basically, after they basically, what the problem was, I guess, explained last last time with the Amazing Spider-Man Two review. The problem with that movie was that there was too much going on with way too many subplots. And that's because most of those subplots were devoted to setting up all this other sequels and spinoffs that they had coming. So, 
what exactly were those projects? So, well, the, of course, the logical next step was to do The Amazing Spider-Man 3 and even announce an Amazing Spider-Man 4. Both of these had release dates, in fact. The third one was slated for June 2016, and the fourth movie was slated for May 2018. So it seemed like things were going well with because they had two sequels ready. And then there, of course, because like the second movie is worth noting that while it was panned by critics, it made about the same amount that the first movie did, even though it had a bigger, it had like a bigger budget than than the first movie, and it even had a bit had a big marketing budget. And it only came in with about the same as the as the first Amazing Spider-Man. It's just a little bit more, but about the same. And so, of course, it was panned by critics, and it was and it caused everything to fall apart. But I'll get I'm getting ahead of myself. So they were planning all these sequels, like in the Amazing Spider-Man three and Amazing Spider-Man four. And then, of course, they were also planning spin-offs. They were planning to do this is heavily teased in Amazing Spider-Man two, the, the the actual film. They were planning on doing a Sinister Six spin-off movie. Not exact. Not that was um, not not in a Spider-Man movie. They were going to get the Sinister Six their own movie. Drew Goddard would have been the director, and it would have been a two-part story. The Sinister Six would get their own spin-off solo movie, and then it would tie into the Amazing Spider-Man three. And it would essentially be a two-part film, where the Sinister Six have their own movie, and then the, the Sinister Six go off and have their own little. Well, Sinister Six. No, sorry. The Sinister Six go off and have their own little adventure, and then they team up, and then they end up fighting Spider-Man in the Amazing Spider-Man Three. Other another other spinoffs that they had in the works was a Venom movie, not the one that we got though. I know you're thinking, we didn't we already get a Venom movie? Yes, we did, but that was never going to be exactly what that wasn't exactly what they were intending. That was back when this Venom movie was tied to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man universe, when that fell apart which I'm going to explain later, they decided to just make it make it its own thing with Tom Hardy. So, and another one was because they were, this, this character was teased in Spider-Man 2 and her name was Felicia Hardy, aka the Black Cat in the Spider-Man comic books. She was going to see a spin-off film of her own and officially become the Black Cat in that movie. And then others, another spinoff, this one was, now keep in mind, not, some of these spinoffs are just them spitballing. Like, some of these, we don't know if they ever had any intention of ma- actually making these. Like, some of them could have been just them spitballing ideas and just seeing what would, what could work. Another one of these, it was an Aunt May prequel movie where she was a spy. And that right there tells you that Sony was not capable of doing the Spider-Man cinematic universe because that sounds absolutely ridiculous. No attack on the actual character. It's just that it just seems like it was actually, it just seemed like ridiculous. So... Now, now, exactly. It also was worth knowing that one reason why some of the some of these spinoffs, some at least the sequels, I mean, Spider-Man three and four. One reason that this didn't happen is because Mark Webb was only said only signed on to direct the third movie, and he would be a consultant on the fourth, which was not a good sign at the time. And it seemed like Andrew Garfield also. I think Andrew Garfield only signed on for the third movie also. So it seemed like they weren't interested in doing a fourth one. So that was another indicator that this was probably not going to pan out. So. What now? So maybe wondering what exactly now we don't really have plot details on any of the spinoffs, like the like the like the Sinister Six film, the Venom film, the Black Cat project, which could which could still happen, maybe just not tied to Andrew Garfield, and then the Aunt May prequel film, which thank you for not releasing that. Like these spinoffs, we don't really know plot details for, and of course we don't know plot details for the fourth Andrew Garfield. We do have a few ideas of what the third Andrew Garfield film would have looked like. So like I said. To be more specific, it was going to come out on June 10th, 2016. But, however, there was a delay, actually, because of because of production. They delayed the third film to about 2018, and the fourth film was delayed, and it, was, it didn't have a release date at the time. And, of course, it never came out. 
Now, it's also going to return to Andrew Garfield, with, of course, return to Spider-Man. Dane DeHaan with a return to Harry Osborn. And even Chris Cooper, who played Harry, who played Norman Osborn, would have returned in a much larger role. And he would have, he would have basically been, I think, like the brains of the Sinister Six. They also had, basically most, basically most characters from Spider-Man 2 would have been returning. Shailene Woodley, who, if you remember from last episode, was originally in deleted scenes I think I forgot. I think I might have forgotten to mention this, but Shailene Woodley was cast as Mary Jane Watson in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, and, and but and they she shot se- she shot several scenes, but they cut them because they thought it was weird that they killed off Gwen Stacy, and then they have Peter meet Mary Jane Watson, who's even better. So they cut her out of the movie altogether. So which I, th- I don't I think I might have mentioned that, but just in case, just to repeat, for just a recap, she would have maybe returned. Although it seemed like they were gonna recast her potentially, we don't know for sure she was gonna return, but it seemed like seemed likely that she was gonna do that. Also, they even even talked about because of course J. Joe Jameson was teased in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Which fun fact they were going to have Jameson physically appear in Amazing Spider-Man Two, but they but they they went as far as auditions. But they couldn't find anybody that they thought could live up to the part, so they just cut and scrapped the idea altogether. Nothing was filmed, but then they tried, but they just scrapped the whole idea altogether because they weren't feeling it at all. Which that's kind of that's kind of difficult to top J.K. Simmons as J. Joe Jameson because he was just amazing. But they did say that they would have that. But J.K. Simmons, who plays J. Joe Jameson, did say he would be open to returning. For, the, for any Andrew Garfield projects, which, so maybe he could have returned, but we all know he did end up returning later, which we'll talk about later. And like I said, I mentioned Mark Webb stuff. And so this, most of the crew from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 would have been returning for the third film. And so there were plenty of new characters that were going to be introduced. So of course, the Sinister Six were going to be a heavily part of the film. And they were, because that was going to be a part of the plot, was that Sinister Six, which, which right there is another red flag that, that was not going to pan out because they would have shown they hadn't learned their lesson from Amazing Spider Man 2. Because Amazing Spider Man 2 had at least like three villains and a bazillion subplots. And Amazing Spider Man 3 would have had six villains and a bunch of, presumably a bunch of other setup, although that's not confirmed. It seemed like it would have had other other setup basically and also it's worth knowing that eddie brock because i remember they had a venom spinoff plan eddie brock was set to appear in amazing spider-man 3 but although we didn't although it doesn't say who would have played him eddie brock was set to appear in amazing spider-man 3 so then they could set up their venom spinoff film that was coming later down the line and then so now keep in mind that we don't exactly know fully know what exactly the plot of Amazing Spider-Man 3 would have been. They never went, they, apparently, from what I've heard, a, a script was never written. All that we've heard about potentially for this film was just pitched ideas. Basically, like, so, like, the Sinister Six stuff, although I think, I think that I think that had a pretty good chance of being in the movie because, like, that was apparently their plan. I think that had a pretty good chance of it. But, like, basically, all that we've heard about it, and I'm about to say it, was, it's just pitched ideas, and we don't know if that was ever going to make it to the plot because, apparently, Dennis Leary, I think he say his last name, He's the one who played Captain Stacy in the first Amazing Spider-Man, and so he said that he said apparently that he was planning. They were planning to bring him back, and so in his own words, he said that in the third film, Spider-Man would take this formula, would take this formula and regenerate the people in his life that had died, and so he was apparently going to revive Captain Stacy and Gwen Stacy and bring them back from the dead with a formula that he finds that can regenerate the people in his life that have died. And that is complete wackiness. Although, keep in mind, I was just pitch. We don't know if that was going to be in the movie, but that just, to me, that just seems like absolutely ridiculous. Like, 
Honestly, I don't think that would have been a good idea to do for a film. So that was so that was something. And also, you know, also another another also adding on to that, Gwen Stacy would have been revived. So basically, that would have undermined her death in the second movie. They were gonna bring Gwen Stacy back, and then she was gonna become like the Spider Gwen character who had debuted in the comics back in 2015, and she was gonna become the a Spider Gwen character, and she would get her, and she would potentially even get her own movie tied to the Andrew Garfield universe, which. I mean, that, I mean, I mean, I think that would, I think that could have worked, and I still think that, and I think that, and I still, and side note, I do think that they should bring Emma Stone back and actually play a live action version of Spider Gwen, which I think that's a genius idea. That's 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 something I should definitely consider instead of all these dumb villain centric spin off movies. But I digress. So, but but just doing that in this movie, I feel like the problem with bringing Gwen back would have it would have undermined her death. And so just to bring, and also would have ruined them. It would have also cheapened the importance of Mary Jane being in the film if they automatically bring back his love and Gwen Stacy, who died in the last movie. So then it just brings up the point of like, what's the point of having when Mary Jane and Watson in this movie just gonna bring Gwen Stacy back from the dead? Which they could have worked, but it's just I just don't think it would have been able, been able to happen. But so it made me wondering now. Let's actually get into the meat of this. So what happened with this? With all this. So, like, apparently they had a bunch of plans ready to go. Well, one factor that happened in all this getting canceled, all these sequels and spinoffs getting canceled, was basically the Amazing Spider-Man 2's performance. Because, like, it had, a, this, it had, like, a bigger budget, and he had, like, a marketing budget of $250 million. Like, because Sony was spending all this movie money into thinking it was going to be a hit. And only made, I think it made, like, a route, it made about the, the same amount as the first one, like I said, like I said, it made about the same as the first one, a little bit more, but it, just, it did not beat, uh, it did not beat its budget, which caused the whole thing to fall apart, and of course it was panned by critics, so that was one factor into why it, ha- why it didn't happen. And so another reason is that because, also, Andrew Garfield was fired from the role of Spider-Man. You heard me correctly. You want to know why your fa- well for any any Garfield fans out there, you want to know why your favorite Spider-Man left his role? He was fired. So, so the reasoning for that was that after the third one came out, they were doing like Sony was doing this big press conference in like I think it was like South somewhere in South America. Like they were set to bring Andrew Garfield out to to meet all these all these different fans, and they were going to announce Amazing Spider-Man three and that he would be returning for that. But Andrew Garfield declined. To show up for that event, and it's not really clear as to why he declined. It's just the believed reason is that he was either tired. I think the believed reason that he was tired from the flight over, and that he was, and that he was just tired. But the studio took it as an attack against them, and so basically, and so basically to put it in, to basically to summarize it, Andrew Garfield was fired because someone's feelings got hurt. That's the world that we live in these days, people. You can get fired if you hurt someone in the studio's opinion. If you hurt someone, if you hurt someone in the studio's feelings that you work at, that's 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 why he got fired, which is incredibly ridiculous. So, so then that led to Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield was fired. That fired. That caused the whole thing to fall apart. They canceled all. They canceled both sequels and all spinoffs running the Andrew Garfield universe. So that universe was officially dead. So that that's how it. That's what happened to it. So then. Later in 2000, so then Sony was very limited in their options. They could either wait for a plausible reboot or they could let Marvel take over and do Spider Man, which ties into the next part of the story when Marvel, because apparently Marvel came up to them. And so because Sony's ideas had, because the main Spider 2 had completely bombed, and so Sony had lost their lead actor because because he didn't show up at their press conference, which is, which is incredibly stupid, but I digress. And so. 
they decided to partner up with Marvel to bring Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which, which of course, made every single fan, fan at the time just squeal in happiness knowing that their favorite character, Spider-Man, was going to be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he did it in, Civil, in Captain America's Civil War. So in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's timeline, the first film that Spider-Man enters into is Civil War. And that's because they worked out a deal with Sony to bring Spider-Man into the fold. And so because they, they were, and it's also, apparently they were going to use Andrew Garfield, but because of all the drama that happened with him, they, they, cut, they decided to just leave him out. And so they recast him with them now, the, possibly the most famous Spider-Man actor to play him, Tom Holland, who at the time was the youngest actor to ever take up the role of Spider-Man. He was 19 years old when he was first cast. So I'm going to put this perspective. He was the youngest... When I say that Tom Holland's Spider-Man was the youngest actor ever cast for Spider-Man, that still holds true to this day. So you may think that that's, that's, that that's crazy, but you have to think about it. Tobey Maguire, when he was cast as Spider-Man, he was 26 when he was first cast as Spider-Man. So that explains why he feels like a grown man playing in high school. But that was, but that's a little bit more forgivable because at the time, that's all the movies do. It was just cast adults as teenagers and they just that's all they could do at the time. That's changed since then, but that's just all they could do at the time. So it's a little bit more forgivable. Andrew Garfield, when he was first cast, he was 28. So he was older than Tobey Maguire was when he was first cast. So... Andrew Garfield was 28, but he still looked like a high schooler. I mean, sure, like, by the second movie, you could tell that maybe he, that, that, that they made a smart choice having him graduate in the second film because he looked like a, he didn't look like a high school student anymore by the second film. But it still worked in the first film. It still seemed a bit, still seemed a bit odd, but it did work well enough because he seemed younger than McGuire, at least. He is younger, but he seemed younger than McGuire did in his first Spider-Man film. And then when they cast Tom Holland, they because like their desire was they wanted to keep Spider-Man young because that's that's how the age that Spider-Man has been for the for the longest time in the comics. He was always in high school. He was in he was in high school for the majority of the first of the many many for the first issues of Spider-Man featured him in high school, and that's when he's most relatable. And so they just wanted to keep him young, so they cast Tom Holland, who was 19 years old when he was cast as Spider-Man. So you have a 26-year-old playing him, and then you had a 28-year-old playing him, and then when you first cast Tom Holland, he's 19. And he looks like a high schooler. And so part of that reason for that is that you can see him growing up film by film. And you can see that as the films go on. So it's kind of like a natural progression of life, of seeing Spider-Man grow up before our eyes. And so, of course, Tom Holland's he's 25 now, and he's probably, he'll, he'll, he, I know, he, I mean, I know he's thinking, he says he wants a break, but he, I know he'll, he'll keep doing Spider-Man. You know, so he loves it, he, he seems like he loves it, the fans love him in the role, many fangirls love him in the role as well, and so it seems like that Tom Holland is probably here to stay, even though if he wants a break, which is understandable, I know he's probably going to be back, and I know for a fact he's going to be in these next Avengers movies, you can't tell me that he's not. The, you can't change my mind on that. So... Basically, that's what happened to the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man franchise. They had ambitions to do a full cinematic universe with all these sequels and spin-offs, but because of the second movie's performance and the loss of their lead star, it all crumbled to pieces and they ended up go and they ended up turning to Marvel and letting them take charge and having Tom Holland's Spider-Man enter the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it's formally called in Civil War. And from then on, Spider-Man has has appeared in Civil War. And has appeared in Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame, which those are all team-up movies. And he, he's had gone to have his own trilogy in the MCU with Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Spider-Man No Way Home. And, but what are my thoughts on those? Which you'll have to tune in next week to figure out, to learn what are my thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming the first in Tom Holland's Spider-Man MCU trilogy. So thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed. Let me know, are you bummed that Andrew Garfield didn't have 
his his he didn't get to have his Spider-Man trilogy or his own franchise, and he only got a two he only got two films. And would you and would you have liked to see Andrew Garfield's universe continue on? Would you have been interested in that, or do you think it would have been a completely bad idea? My belief is in better hands that are not and if the studio had made if Marvel had made that universe, it would have been a lot better because Sony was making it. I think it would have been bad, but. I do think that some of these spinoffs have a likely that some of these projects they had in the works have a likely chance of happening now, especially with, with in light of No Way Home. I think that Amazing Spider-Man Three definitely has a decent chance of happening, but like I said with Tobey Maguire, I think there's a chance that it could over, that could overshadow Tom Holland's Spider-Man Four, which I don't think they want to do. But I do think that Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Three has a decent chance of happening now than it did before No Way Home. And then for some of these spin-offs, of course, Venom happened. Sinister Six, maybe, will probably happen. I'm, of course, Sony's building to that, so Sinister Six is probably going to happen anyway. Black Cat Project, that's probably going to happen anyway. So most of these spin-offs, Aunt May prequel, definitely not happening. There's no way that Marvel would let them do that. So it seems like, I think that some of these, some of these projects have a decent chance of happening. But overall, I think that Sony should just not do this. They should stay away from doing these characters. They cannot do them justice. And even now, they're trying again with the Venom universe, which I'm going to talk about when I read the Venom movies. And I, th- I just think it's completely failing for them. They should just stop altogether. They need to give Spider-Man back tomorrow. But I digress. And thank you guys. But anyways, I know I know I said this, but thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to keep listening to this podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at the Spectacular Spider Nerd. Tune in next week to hear my thoughts on Spider-Man Homecoming, which I'm very excited to review. Let me know if you would have liked to have seen Andrew Garfield continue. And also let me know if you, if you would still like to see Amazing Spider-Man 3. But until then, peace out, webheads. And remember, don't make promises you can't keep. Look what happened to Sony. Peace out, webheads.